What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Man Cave Podcast. I am here today with one of my favorite musicians, the legend, David Morris. How you doing, brother? My man, I'm good. Thank you for the for the intro. Oh, absolutely. I'm a fan of yours as well, obviously. Hell yeah, dude. Been following you for, for quite some time. You know, you and my buddy Jacob Owens. Okay. My buddy Futuristic. Yeah, it's uh, all intertwined. All intertwined. It just it's a perfect synergy, right? Yeah, now. man. It's good to have you here on the Man Cave podcast. Before you even came here, and you kind of said the same thing. As soon as you sat down, I'm like, bro, this looks like this set was built for you. It does. It looks like I mean, this could potentially be your next album cover. Yeah, you know, I, 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 yeah, we can make <laughs> we, album snap cover. we can make album cover of like us sitting here and then just put the parental advisory logo on it. Boom, Fire. game over. No, I like it. Um, I don't know if you guys can't see this here, but. Um, he has a, um, the man cave is immaculate guys. I mean, this is uh, immaculate. when you say man cave and you think of like, what, what would the dream man cave be like? It's, it's, I mean, it's, there's, there's taxidermy, there's fishing, taxidermy. there's beer, there's NASCAR, there's NFL, there's baseball. I mean, everything, man. Yep. You got it going on. Oh, I appreciate it, man. What, so you're out here for, you said a bachelor party. I'm out here. My buddy Yates, Michael okay. Yates, my guy, um, he's getting married. And so we came out here. For uh, like four or five days, play nice. some golf. I'm trying to get good at my golf game. There you go. You know, in the music industry, everybody's like, "Hey, you know, let's go, let's go." Really, yeah. in the music it's industry, a, a that's big, yeah, that's surprising. Managers, agents, artists, writers is a big thing, especially in in Nashville. Everybody golfs. Really, and so um, yeah, I'm I'm pretty trash, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get there. You know, I hey, feel like I'm, with practice. With practice, it's funny because golf is the one sport where it's not just how athletic you are. Yeah, it like literally how, doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it's literally, it's a game of skill, a game of patience, and I have nothing but respect for all the golfers out there because, uh, yeah, like I said, I just... It hasn't, <laughs> I don't have it, either it of those. It hasn't clicked yet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So we're working on it, but... There you go, man. Yeah, man. Well, um, it's funny because we met, what was it, six months ago? About six months ago, yeah. When Zach got married. Uh -huh. So futuristic, we met at Futuristic's wedding, and I still remember it. Um, hopefully you're not offended because I, I had no idea who you were. Yeah, that's fine. And you were you were sitting in front of me, and I remember it like it was yesterday because you had that look to you. I'm like, oh, this guy's got to be somebody. You know, you got the black, slick back hair, the, the clean-cut beard. I'm like, this guy's got to be famous for something, especially if he's at Zach's wedding. You just turn around, you look at me, and you go, I feel like, we look like international drug dealers. <laughs> we, we, we did. We bro. did. You, we mean, did. Okay, so set the picture. It was this in a beautiful Arizona day, which is like a hundred degrees. Yep. You have beautiful the, Arizona you have a day. Nice suit on. You're wearing the nice, the nice uh, Italian, you know, sunglasses. Italian sunglasses. You had the shirt, uh, the Hugo Boss suit. Yeah, a little unbuttoned. <laughs> I'm in the suit, and then uh, there's someone next to you. Yeah, yeah Sam, my buddy Sam, okay. Sam King, SK. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and so he. He, you know, he's he has the shirt open, the dreadlocks hanging. Yep. And I look at us and was like, we look like a movie cast. We look like drug dealers or something, like yeah. from the Colombian cartel. And then you said you started naming off. You're like specifically. I remember you said to me, you said I looked like a Bolivian drug dealer. I don't know where I got. And that you know from. what? Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I, I took it as a compliment. Yeah, I mean, you were looking snazzy, my man. <laughs> you were looking real good. Just as far as like, I looked. I was like, big Dos. Yeah. I know how close you and Zach were. There are, and I had known going to the wedding that I was going to see people that I hadn't run into for a long time. And we had actually never met. No. Which, like, but I felt like I knew you already because, you know, it's like, a, like I said, a big circle of just cool people. So, um, but yeah, man, it was a good day. It was, it was a great day. So shout yeah. out to Zach. No, that, that was awesome. And then, um, so I don't know if it was either Zach or if it was Jacob who put me on to you. 
Um, but like, you know, I think Jacob was telling me about you at the wedding and told me to look you up and I looked up your music and the, the first video that I saw, dude, it was like my jaw dropped. I was like, holy shit. I was like, this guy's incredible. It's like, how the hell do I not know about him? I was, I was just impressed because I feel like the music that you make is unlike anything I've ever heard. I feel like it's like, you know, country and rap fucked and had a baby it would be I'll you it. i'll take it man i'll tell you it's like travis scott me is travis tritt you know what i'm saying Ooh, like i like nice that man. yeah man it's like you know i've known so i've known futuristic and my guy jake for years and years and i came up and i was releasing music as dy was i was gonna ask you about yeah. that because because i was i was looking at all your stuff and um so like I said, I didn't know who you were. And I was telling my friends, like after I listened, I, I probably listened to every single one of your songs yeah. or at least every one that has a music video. Mm -hmm. And your videos are incredible, by the way. Thank you. Um, but after I listened to it, I was telling all of my friends, yeah. everybody at work, I was playing your music videos at work. I was showing all my friends and they all, they all knew you, but they knew you as DY yeah. and not David Morris. So I was like, I feel betrayed. Who the fuck is DY? Yeah. So who who is DY? So well, DY DY is me. I am DY. You are but DY. What, see, the situation is, man, is like when you start making music or creating content at a young age, you kind of just dive in head first. You know, mm -hmm. you make music, and I was DY, and I started making music when I was like seventeen. Wow, college dorm room, and just releasing music. And Jacob Owens, if you guys don't know who Jake is, is an amazing video director, entrepreneur, really, yep. really just awesome dude. He's been on the show. Oh, great. Yeah. So you guys are familiar. So he hit me up like way back when and was like, yo, man, I could shoot videos for you way better than whoever's shooting them for cheaper. So, so this is just random over the internet. This is random over the internet. This is like maybe like 2012 or and, something. And so I'm going to backtrack a little bit. Yeah. So you grew up in South uh, West Virginia, correct? Yeah, in Southern West Virginia and Charleston. And, yeah. And so where were you going to college at this point? Uh, West Virginia University. No way. Yeah. Dude. Okay. So sorry to, to nah, steer podcast. off here a little yeah, bit, but I filmed at, I want to say it's just recently surpassed 80 different universities <laughs> and West Virginia. You stay busy, man. Yeah, I do. West Virginia State. Is it West Virginia State? There's a West Virginia State and then there's West Virginia University. So like it's, state is, is down where I grew up in near Charleston uh -huh. and, um, West Virginia University is Morgantown near Morgan yeah Morgantown yeah like near Pittsburgh yeah top top three universities that I've ever been to if I could go to any university tomorrow that's where I would go man out of out of eighty schools we could I mean we could circle back if you want to to West Virginia University stories because there's a lot okay but um yeah a great great school big party love school. it love it big party school um and so yeah we can circle back but to continue the thought basically. So I linked with Jake and I was making music as DY and I released music for a while and I toured with Futuristic and it got to a point around like 2014, I was just a little bit uninspired and I mm -hmm. felt like I was like trying a little too hard. To like, so how long had you been doing it at that point? At that point, I've been making music in 2014 for like, I would say like five years. And you were well known as, as, as DY, like you had built a full on career. Yeah, you had, had, correct me if I'm wrong, but you toured with successful yeah. artists. I saw you toured with Kyle. Yeah, tour, we did. so Kyle and I have done some shows, Futuristic, um, Mike Studd, 
Okay. Um, I saw in one of your music yeah. uh, videos, Kyle, you and Kyle were on tour yeah. bus or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's my guy. Um, and then just a bunch of different artists. Um, and I, I opened for Kendrick at wow. in Morgantown. That's huge. Um, Kendrick Lamar is like, dude, come on. The, yeah, that's one of the guys. That's so, insane. So, anyways, I had I had like a fair amount of success, and I was all independent. But it got to a point where, like I said, I was so young, and I dove in head first, and I was like, I'm Dy is my rap name, and I'm a rapper. And I just kind of outgrew it, man. And it got to about 2014 and I was like, yo, I need to reassess what I'm doing with my career and where it's going and stuff. And I feel like being a kid from West Virginia, the only thing I wanted to do is get out of West Virginia. You right. know, like I grew up in Charleston. There's not a lot, there's nothing going on there. And you, you're like, all right, I'm gonna go away to college. And then I was like, I'm gonna move to New York. I'm moved to LA, like I'm getting out of here. And I had been running from West Virginia for so long because there's nothing there. I mean, it's like a black hole, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it's just a lot of uh, drug addiction and uh, things like that where, you know, a lot of whole nother, whole nother story, situation, storyline we can go into. But there's not a lot when you come from a small town. There's not a lot of room for growth. And so um, I was like, man, like, I need to get out. I need to get away from West Virginia. And, and basically dove into music head first. And then I realized... Yeah, around 2014, I was like, man, like something's missing. And I, after taking about a year off of just like making music, not releasing any music, and I was just like, yo, like I need to rebrand. I need to just be me, David Morris, and I need to embrace where I'm from. I need to yeah, tell my story. Are. Like me being from West Virginia, me growing up in a small town, like that's what makes me who I am. Right. And that's special. And people can relate to that. And so that's where the pivot came in, is where I was like, you know what? If I can tell stories and if I can rap and have lyrics that, can relate to people um and just just talking about where i'm from then that's the big win right is being the truest form of an of a person an artist and so yeah that's that's where it is and i've always played guitar and and been a songwriter and so now i'm at a place where i can i feel like weave everything together i can weave the rap i can weave the country some folk some pop and and just make music that i want to make man so that's um, awesome so yeah. you would say that david morris is almost like the true form of yourself yeah would you say that dy was uh almost like somewhat of a character that you had built yeah somewhat but the way i like to describe it is a, it's like when you're young and you're in a relationship and it's like a really really like you know like you're young and you're in a relationship with a girl. And it's like, man, she was like, that was wild, dude. Like I learned a lot. She was a little crazy. She was a little wild, but she's not the one, you know? And I feel like now I found the one. So it's just like a phase in your life. It's just a phase. It's just a stepping stone, a chapter. We all go through it. We all figure it out. And I think as, as artists, we do it a little more publicly, you know, mm -hmm. or maybe as a content creator, you yeah. do it a little more publicly and people might have a little judgment or might be a little confused. But at the end of the day, you know, um, Hindsight's always twenty twenty, and you always just realize, like, you know, I could never have been the David Morris I am now if I hadn't have gone through that chapter. Right. And so it's just important to, you know, if you're a, if you're an artist or a content creator or even a person, like, it's okay to grow. People are like, oh, you change. It's like, I just grew. I just evolved into who I am. You know, and it's like everybody changes yeah. at some point. But that's important, right? Hopefully, yeah, they it change changes better. growth. Yeah. Hopefully, you grow for the better and change, and that's. I think the big lesson here that I take away from from my story thus far is like, hey, it's okay to like not have it figured out and to like yeah. constantly being pushing yourself to get there. Yeah, and I, I can kind of relate because, you know, Kansas is, you know, I wouldn't say I'm from a small town. It's more suburb, but we had, it was a mixture between, you know, country and city. 
So yeah. I, I experienced a little bit of both. Yeah. And it, it was a small enough town to where, you know, everybody knows each other. Yeah. And, you know, I went through a lot of phases. Uh, I guess I could relate it to, you know, DY or David Morris, like where I'm just trying to find myself. Yeah. And through a lot of that, I noticed that people, especially when you're from a smaller town, they're more likely to judge you with every change that you make yeah. in your life. And for me, it was like scary. I, I remember going to school, like getting a different hairstyle, being 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 terrified of going to right. school and being judged for it yeah. or making, you know, the smallest change that like now I would not care at all. At but all. that was uh, something that I, I realized was such a big pivotal point in my life is when I got away from all that. I moved out here to Arizona and I saw it as a chance to rebuild myself, yeah. rebrand myself and be who I truly am. Yeah. So it, 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 it makes a huge difference giving yourself that opportunity. Absolutely. Like that's the main thing. Right. And it's like, I feel like so many times people don't give themselves that room to grow. You know, <clears throat> they'll go to school, they'll graduate, they'll jump right into a nine to five or a yep. job out of necessity or out of like the needing that comfort. And we all have our own story. Right. But it's like, you know, I feel like a lot of people, don't give themselves that room to live up to their potential or their growth. And it's like, it's always a, I always tell, like I have so many friends who want to move from West Virginia out to LA or to Nashville. And they're always asking me about it. And they're like, Oh man, like what's it like out there and this and that. I'm like, listen, all I'm going to say to you is this. If you have an interest in doing it or in doing something, do it. Cause guess what? The worst case scenario is you're back where you are right now. Mm -hmm. And where you are right now is, it's cool. It's comfortable. It's, it's fine. It's great. You know, you're in your hometown or something. That's awesome. But it's like, just give yourself a chance. And like, that's what's awesome. And I feel like being able to do that and being able to like make the music that relates back to like that 17 year old kid, 15 year old kid who I thought my life like sucked. I thought I was yeah. just like so bored and like, all this. <laughs> like, you know, you realize like when you're looking back, you're like, man, that wasn't so Th bad. That like, was a great time in life right there. Wait, why was I running from all this? Like, yeah. This fun, you know, and the older you get, you realize that like, the simple things in life like that are important. You know, once you've had a shot to like, you know, go out and move from Kansas and be in Arizona and do all that, you're like, oh man, like there's something special about that. There definitely you know? is. Did you ever have a plan B? Never. That's, that's one thing that is kind of relating to what you were saying. You know, people asking you, you know, should I, should I take this leap of faith? Should yeah. I do what I want to do? And the, the thing, the thing that I think is one of the biggest problems in our society is everyone is uh, putting their plan B first. Yeah. Have you realized that? Yeah. Everyone's going to college, you know, to make their parents happy because they say you need to have a backup plan or, you know, whatever it might be. Everyone, not everyone, 95% of people in the world, they yeah. put their plan B <clears throat> over their plan A right. in case plan A doesn't work. Do you yeah. realize how backwards that is? It's it's, so, they always say like the, you know, my favorite, one of my favorite quotes is like, plan B is reinforced plan A, you know? And, yeah. like, and it's funny because, you you and my buddy Sean, who are here in the studio, we're just talking about how you guys dropped out of school. You know, I took the other route where I like I graduated school and then I moved and then I continued like I moved to New York and I continued my education. I got a degree in PR from okay. West Virginia Public Relations. And then my parents were basically like, Hey, you're great. You did great in undergrad, like you had scholarships, like, like everything was great. Like I was fortunate enough, West Virginia. I think they just ended it. They had a thing called the Promise Scholarship, where if you were like a B student, just like B average, you got free tuition. Really? Yeah. Wow. And it was great. So I had that. And then they were always like, hey, love that you want to do music. 
do music, but can like continue your education just to have it to like fall back on. Like they wanted me to do that. And out of respect and love for them. And, you know, I got I got a master's degree in marketing. Wow. So like that was cool, right? I'm 23 years old. I'm in New York working on music. I'm like doing online stuff from West Virginia University has an integrated marketing communications program. It's like master's in marketing. And that's cool. And I'm like doing it. I'm like hating it, but I'm like doing that. And then I'm like recording like at night. And I'm sitting there and I'm like, I know this is a waste of my time. Like, yeah, that's really, the most painful thing yeah, ever, and too. It sucked. And it's like, you know, having an education is important. I'm all for that. I'm all for being educated. But we could talk hours and hours about how the culture is changing and society is changing and how mm-hmm. you can learn so much on your own these days and how kids are Internet, so man. much smarter on their own. And, you know, I have, you know, like back to back to our buddy Jacob Owens, you know, like he went to film school. He paid a lot of money to go to film school, um, I assume, but he didn't need film school. His and, teacher, and his film teacher said that he wouldn't amount to yeah, anything. And it's like, yo, if you know what you want to do, like go for it. And it's like school will, will be there. And I'm not, you know, everybody has their own story. So I'm not gonna tell people like, don't go to, don't go to college, don't go to school. But just seeing you guys be like, oh, well I dropped out because I found what I'm passionate for. Like your plan B was reinforce plan A and then a plan if we get to plan C, D, E, F, it's like, all right, well, I mean, I could always go back to school, you know, but yeah. you never, you never wavered from that. Cause you, you had a belief in yourself and it's important because that's the main thing, right? Is like, Hey, if it doesn't work out, there are always going to be other options right. to do things that you like don't necessarily want to do or aren't excited mm-hmm. about. So one of my favorite quotes is uh Jim Carrey talks about how his dad could have been a famous comedian, but he decided to take the safe route, mm-hmm. become an accountant, yeah. provide for his family. After 20 years of having a, a you know decently well careers in accounting, he was let go from his job. So he said the reason why he wanted to become a comedian is because he saw through his dad that you can fail at what you don't want to do. Yeah. So why not try to do what you love? It's I know exactly. Deep, yeah, I know the deep, we're talking the about. motivational. Uh, you watch motivational speeches. Yeah, love them, dude. <laughs> I love, love them. them. And we so me and my my buddy were having a conversation recently about this topic, right? Which is cool because I feel like you can relate to this. So you have billionaires <clears throat> and you're like man i'd love to be a billionaire <laughs> and you think about it and you break it down and you're like i don't need a billion dollars no man i'd love to be worth hundreds of millions it's like i don't really need that it's like what mm-hmm. do you what do you need and we come down to things like <clears throat> mark cuban and everybody talks about like the only thing you can't buy is time right you can't buy time you can't buy happiness you can't buy peace of mind i know people right now who are worth a lot of money making a lot of money and they're miserable I have friends that are like very well off. And then I have friends that are like starving artists and they love life and they're so happy. And that's why like I was talking to my buddy the other day and we were saying, I was like, yo, like my true definition of success is waking up every morning and getting paid to do something that you would do for free. So think about that. I like that. Think about that. The guy down the street owns a real estate empire. He's worth $20 million dollars. If I said, hey there, buddy, would you do what you do for a living but not get paid for it? He'd be like, no. What are you no, talking about? No. This, is my, I'm a, this is what I do. Right. But if I said, hey, you're going to wake up tomorrow and you're going to do the Manscaped, Man Cave podcast. <laughs> Manscaped. Manscaped. <laughs> you're going to do the Man Cave podcast and you're going to hang out and open Pokemon Michael Jordan cards on YouTube with your friends. You'd be like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah, I'm of all course. In. I would love to do that. And if somebody was like, hey, 
Dave, you're going to wake up tomorrow and make music, but you're not going to get paid for it. I'm like, yeah, I'm definitely going to do that. Do either that way. Sure. And so that's where I feel the true success is. Because if I make $20 million a year, I'm going to do the same thing as if I make $20,000 a year. I love that. And that's so important. I feel like people put a little too much pressure on needing to make the money and like, well, I'm going to take the safe route. I'm going to work at this nine to five corporate job because it's a safe paycheck. But it's like, you're waking up every day hating your job. And so yep. it's like, you know, one of those things where it's like, we've been fortunate enough to go down a path where it's worked out and we're headed in the right direction. And it's just really cool when you see other people, you know, take that leap, you know? And Absolutely. There's nothing better feeling than having a friend call you up and say, hey man, like I'm ready to take that leap and just being supportive. What do you need? How can I help? Yeah. You know? So you went to West Virginia, you graduated. Mm -hmm. You said you moved to New York after moved, West Virginia? Yeah, I moved to New York like the day we were supposed to graduate. I like, I, t I told you earlier, man, I ran from West Virginia. I was like, I'm gonna get the out of here, man. Really? And I literally, the day they were walking to graduation, I was moving into an apartment in New York. And at that time, I thought that were the music, <laughs> where the music industry was. And I didn't, I mean, I didn't know any better. I'm a kid from West Virginia. I'm like, yeah, New York's where it's at. Yeah, because it's the closest major city yeah. to you. And so I moved in with a couple of buddies and I came up West Virginia. I was recording in, in ID Labs in, oh, in Pittsburgh. Oh, that, that's where, where Mac, that's where, okay. That's where Mac and Wiz, you know, where they came did up. Did you ever cross paths with them? I did, yeah. Both, really? Both really great dudes. And that's why I was like, I, I saw what they were doing and I was like, it's like an hour from me. So I went up there and, and worked in the studio with, with those guys and wow. like, with, people who work with them rex arrow so, films is he up rex there Arrow films yeah that was the guy that uh, jake hit me up he's like i can do a video cheaper really yeah wow he was there um the homie edan who's a legend in in pittsburgh and a legend just in general he does a lot of whizzes production and mixes okay and i was up there mac was like 15 at the time high school. Holy still shit. in high school that is roll, rolling crazy. up trees like roll up trees in the studio and just like smoking and like be like man i gotta go to prom next week or like talking about graduating and stuff and i remember him being like this kid's wild. And <laughs> seeing his grind at Wiz Khalifa. No way. I was there in the studio the day that Wiz got his like big four one two. His like his Pittsburgh on chest his back tat. or is it a back or chest? I don't know. Okay. One or two. It was the big tat. Yeah. And it was just cool seeing that gave me so much motivation. So you saw that was, they did that in the studio. He had just come back from a tattoo shop and had wow and, like, was showing everybody. And I'll run into him randomly, and he'll be like, "D.Y., what's up, man?" Like just he's still really, really, really still to this day. To this day, wow, genuine dude. Um. Genuine guy. Um, Isn't that crazy how everything comes full circle? It really is. Right. He wasn't Wiz Khalifa how he is now no, back then. I mean, mixtape Wiz. He was mixtape Wiz. Which, this in my opinion, I mean, Wiz is the one dude who always makes great music. I, yeah. in, in my opinion, but wait, like mixtape Wiz, you can't, you can't beat that. Incredible, incredible. Can't beat that. And it was cool to to see his his rise and to see Max rise. And as a kid from West Virginia, being like, all right, well, I, I like I said, I was trying to get away from West Virginia. I was like, oh. I'm a big Wiz fan, big Mac fan. Their studio. Let wow. me call them up. Let me see if I can if I can go there. Drove an hour after class. Drove an hour. Worked on stuff. Came back at three in the morning. Got up. Went to class at eight the next morning. You know, like was like grinding. Was like, all right, I graduate. I'm gonna move to move to New York, and I'm gonna figure this out. Moved to New York. Lived there for a few years, and then that took me relationships. Met people online and stuff. Took me to L.A. And then now this transition to Nashville, which is where my current team is based. It's just been a journey, man. But it's, it's always been just like, I have no clue what I'm doing. Yeah. I'm just trying That's to That's the best it out. part. I just, I just know, like, I just know if I keep going, it's going to work out. And so now, I mean. Now we're here. Now we're here, man. So, <laughs> so did, did uh, Max passing really affect you? Because for me, he was like, for me, he's always been my number one just entertainer, artist, always looked up to him. And 
I mean, it affected me when he passed away, and I never even met him. Yeah, so I've never told this story before, but so he is, was a, obviously, it hit me, it hit me hard. I, I didn't know Mac, like I didn't have his number, like to text him. Right. But my guy, Sean, who's here, he connected me with my DJ, DJ E-Train, and he also booked Mac on his first run of shows and connected him with his DJ, DJ Clockwork, which is one of our other good friends. Mm-hmm. And so... You know, like I said, I was I was recording in ID Labs and Big Germ, who's a producer. Yeah, I know from, Big yeah, Germ. Great dude. Big I ran, Germ. I just ran into Big Germ like last year ago, year and a half ago, really? like in Atlanta randomly, and we were chopping it up just randomly in Atlanta doing something. I mean, I just know him through Max. Always talking to him in the intro and <laughs> yeah, shit. Yeah, he's just he's just <laughs> he's another great dude, really talented. He's also a skater. He's a dope skater. Really? Too. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so I I was just tapped in with those guys, and I moved to New York and. Mac was doing um, the kids mixtape release. Wow. And um, it was around that time, like Kool-Aid frozen pizza and all that yep. stuff. And I think kids was, I think that was a project. Yeah. And um, Big Germ was like, hey, we're coming to New York. Does anybody have a place we can crash? So I hit Germ on Twitter. I was like, hey, bro, like I got y'all. And he was like, cool. So it was Big Germ. It was Mac. It was his guy Q, Tree J. And like I know two, all of them, bro. Of their other friends, bro. They pulled up and crashed on my couch on my floor in Brooklyn. All of them. Hung out, hanging out, crashed for like a couple nights, and we're just chilling and stuff. And then um, throughout the years, like we would meet up with, you know, Clockwork would invite us out to a show in Cincinnati or in LA, and I'd pull up and I'd see Mac, and he'd always be like, D, bro, my guy, bro, I'll never forget when you held us down with that couch in Brooklyn. And I would always be like, bro, don't mention it. It's all good. And But literally throughout the years, like we're talking like five, six, seven years later, he would come up to me show love we would chop it up and he would thank me for that and i just thought that was the coolest thing ever because i'm a fan of his music and a fan of who he was as a person and just for him to be so genuine every time i see him and thank him for like bro like you know when when you come up those relationships and those people who who help you out even the smallest way mean a lot you know and i know that because like you know how it is like people people might not oh, I don't like his music or something. And then you get to a certain level of success and then they're like, oh yeah, bro, I love his stuff. You know, but the people who support you from day one, you remember those people. And I, yeah, he would just always, That's always crazy. show love and was like the coolest dude ever. And his passing, it was more of like a, it was more of a moment where you, you realize that like life is in promise. Like you never would have thought that would happen. You hear every day about these tragedies and senseless violence and overdoses and, Dude, I can't even count on two hands the, the amount of people who have like that I grew up with that have like friends and just peers and classmates that have passed away uh, under similar circumstances and stuff. And it's just it's just sad, man. It just makes you want to want to go twice as hard in whatever yeah. you do and just like be present in life and and tell the people that are close to you that you know yeah. that you care about. And I, I hear you talking about it in your music a lot too. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, what was what was it like having Max sleep on your floor though? I mean, dude, here, that's here, that's still I'm still letting that sink in here. Yeah, it's it, man. Honestly, at the time, it was like he was the it was just the homie. It was like yeah. the, the homies, right? Because like I said, Clockwork's a good friend of ours to this day. We were just FaceTiming him last night, and he was there. They were playing practical jokes on each other and just like you know doing stupid shit. And it was fun, man. It was just it's cool. And I think that <clears throat> like you like any influencer creator big person like you're friends with them and like i might look at that and be like dude that's cool like i watch his stuff you know but like 
you're like, oh yeah, he's just the homie. He does what yep. I do. And that's how I feel about someone. Isn't that like, crazy? That's how it is with everybody until you meet them. Yeah. And that's how it is. And so like when I'm, when I meet and when I, you know, an artist, even I'm a big fan, like I've met some really big artists and had conversations with them. And it's just like, I'm just, I'm, I'm an artist too. Like they're like peers. They're just, you mm -hmm. know, further along in their journey than I'm, I guess. But it's weird because <clears throat> I'll get more excited to meet an actor or a creator, but yeah, man, dude, it was just like me. It was just like any of the That's other sick. homies, you know, it was just like hanging out with <clears throat> Zach and his people or, yep. you know, you and your crew, man. It was just, yeah. Mac was a very genuine dude. Um, and, uh, yeah, I listen to his music all the time, man. And I just, I just, it's, it's even, I mean, I'm sure as, as a fan yourself, it's like, it's a little tough sometimes when you, yeah. when, in, in the, in a certain mode and you throw on a song, you're just like, man. Yeah. It's different. Yeah, man. So how long you been in LA now? So I've been in LA for like, I want to say like seven or eight years. Yeah, but okay. The past couple of years, I've been spending a lot of time in Nashville. So like now, yeah, with your with your you know vibe, that's kind of the place to be. You know, it is. <clears throat> I consider myself uh, a songwriter and a rapper and a country artist. So <clears throat> it's been great because I have a team in Nashville now, I have management in Nashville. So we have a circle of people there. And then obviously I have my crew in LA. And so it's just really cool because I'm able to be in when I'm in LA, we're shooting music videos, we're shooting, you know, studio stuff, we're shooting, um, we're filming, recording, doing all the above graphic design. I mean, you know, we have like a I have a house with like homies. And then when I'm in Nashville, I'm like doing uh doing writing sessions with people and taking meetings and and just learning more about how the Nashville music industry works. Cause I'm a big fan of country music big fan of Americana, big fan of like classic rock and roll. And so it's a different world from a New York to oh, definitely. LA to a Nashville. To I, I feel like Nashville's on the come up though. Like I, it has been the last 10 yeah. years, but really the last like last couple of years, I feel like Nashville has just really been on the come up with tons of people moving there and just like, you know, the whole, every, everyone's going there in Nash Vegas. It's a big yeah. party town now. <laughs> Vegas, I mean, yeah. people love it. <clears throat> the reason I like Nashville is because it's a, a perfect blend of West Virginia and LA. It's like you can be in the mix in the downtown Nashville vibe or like on Music Row. It's like bustling, stuff's going on. But you can drive 15 minutes away and be in the middle of nowhere, Tennessee. Yep. Be in a small town, Tennessee, Main Street, 1950s. You're like, whoa, like where am I? And that's what I love. <clears throat> that's what I love. You know, that's what West Virginia is. Like West Virginia is, you know, there's like, in, I'm from Charleston, very similar to where you kind of were from, where it's like there are suburbs, mm -hmm. there are right hollers there's projects there's you know it's a well-rounded place and i have friends that are from every facet of that and that's what i like and so when i'm in la it's a little like too city for me it's yeah. a little too industry like, i don't like cool la guy. i mean i love la because of what it is but also just it's like so dirty and yeah just like yeah man oh i see why you like arizona like I yeah like it's cl just like pay attention like the freeways between la like the freeways here in phoenix beautiful clean yeah la filled with trash oh yeah smog yeah i mean but yes i know i'm with you and that's why nashville's great because it's a blend and also country music which i love so. right who's your favorite country artist i have a lot Histori yeah. historically like if we're talking like goats all time like george Strait, garth have to be in the conversation mm -hmm. but i mean that's like today I listen to everything, man. I think I think there's a lot of great country music going on. You have a lot of guys like 
I mean, obviously you have the Chris Stapletons, the Jason Isbells, you have people like Justin Moore, um, Dustin Lynch, Sam Hunt. I mean, dude, I could go on. Like I literally, I love it all. I love pop country. I love classic country. I love the neo, neo yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's just great. And that's why it's cool. Cause I feel like so many kids are like me and I assume you're the same way. Listen to everything. Right. And so if I'm as a person listening to everything, then as an artist, shouldn't I take inspiration from all that? Absolutely. And, together? and so that's, that's smart. And that's where I'm at, man. It's like, I'll wake up, I'll listen to a podcast, like a true crime podcast when I'm like driving or something. I'll turn on some like rap stuff when I'm working out. I'll listen to some country music when I'm just chilling and some oldies rock when I'm cleaning the house or something, you know, it's like, I think that that's where the culture is now is everything is blending together simply because everybody likes all sorts of stuff. And like, that's what's so cool, right? It's like the same kids that like Post Malone love Blink-182. Uh, yeah. Same kids who love those, you know, are also maybe turning on the new Playboy Cardi album and also maybe like, oh, what's that? What's that one song that's like, down and like a back road like oh Sam yeah, yeah 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 I, oh yeah i like that guy i like you know <laughs> it's just it's all coming together in this digital age that we're living in i love mm -hmm. that because that's how i mean that's how i am i agree man i feel like now more than ever people are more open to different kinds of music and they're listening to a little bit of everything yeah. and uh on that note we're gonna go ahead and take a quick break and here is a word from our sponsor So speaking of different genres, what what genre would you place yourself in? Because because like I said earlier, I feel like you've almost created your own genre, your own niche. So I mean, I know you said you're you're a rapper, you're a country right. artist, you're a songwriter. Yeah. Do you think there will ever be a point where you make a genre of your own and find your own name for it? So I think it's more important to just as an artist to just build that your identity, right, and that, that brand equity with the fans to where they know whatever song I'm dropping is going to be good. Just like, right. oh, Dawes is dropping a new video. We're going to watch it for sure because we know he's funny. We know he's entertaining. We know he's passionate about what he does. Same thing. So like I'm going to drop a song called Beat Up Carhartt, which is going to come out. I saw Monday. that on your Instagram. It's going to come out Monday. might be out okay. by the time you guys are hearing yeah, Beat Yeah, Beat you guys Carhartt. will definitely be able to look it up right now. Yeah. What, Spotify, right? Yeah, it's out just everywhere. Spotify, YouTube, YouTube. It's all David Morris. Yeah, all David Morris. Beat Up Carhartt. M-O-R-R-I-S. Correct. Yeah, man. And Look so, it up. Yeah, thanks. Uh, thanks for the plug. Um, but yeah, man. So it's like that song, Beat Up Carhartt. It's a, definitely a rap song, but it's like a little countryness about it, you know? And then, I mean, Carhartt's in there. It's got to yeah, be. Exactly. And then a couple weeks from now, I'm going to drop a single called Come Back, okay. um, which is more of like a pop country song, you know? But it's like, it's still me. You hear it. I'm writing it all. I'm the one that's like directing the visuals. And it's just coming from my brain and, and my level of taste. And so at the end of the day, I think that. As long as I keep doing that and keep making the music me, mm -hmm. that it doesn't matter if it gets classified as like hip hop. Yeah, you're not worried country. about that. Worried you're just worried about, about creating. If somebody wants to call me a rapper, great. If somebody wants to call me a country artist, cool, awesome. As It's like, if you don't like this song, maybe you'll like this song. Maybe you'll tap in and be like, oh, I get what he's doing. Did you ever find inspiration from uh, like any... I mean, obviously you found inspiration from other artists. Yeah. But when you transitioned from... From DY yeah. to David Morris. Yeah. Was there was there ever like someone that did a little bit of country and a little bit of rap? Or do you, were you the first? No, definitely not the first. There's a lot of other great artists that do country rap that stem back to like Bubba Sparks, 
Colt Ford, people like that who are still around, who are who are pioneers in, in the game. There's a lot of other country artists today that do country rap and stuff. And I think that what I'm trying to do is is just be able to toe that line of being like, all right, well, it is country, but it is pop, but maybe he's, he's like rapping and it's just good and just kind of bring me to it you know like yeah. i'm not trying to be the first i'm not reinventing the wheel i'm just trying to maybe push it a little farther i think and it's interesting because my biggest inspiration in music is bruce springsteen okay and you might be like wait what but i look at him and it's really the storytelling and that's really during my time transitioning into into the david morse music the storytelling is incredible and that's what people want right they want to be told a story or they want to be part of a story and so Bruce Springsteen is 70, 71 years old now, still killing it, still touring, still doing albums. And if you're hip to Bruce Springsteen, he's done rock, R&B, country, soul, folk, even some jazziness. Like he's, so we just got to be a rapper now and that's yeah, it. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe I, dabble I, with I, EDM I a little bit. If Bruce Springsteen came up in our generation right now, he would rap because he, he always just did what he wanted to do. And so... You know, we could sit here and talk for a long time for Bruce Springsteen, but if you there are, there are country Bruce Springsteen songs that are more country sounding. There's rock and roll. There's and it's just it entices me. I'm like, man, like he's still around, and it's because he's just doing him. He's not paying too much attention to like, oh, you you know, this is you're this type of artist. You got to do this. You know, not like, pigeonholing same, same, himself. Same thing with Bob Dylan. Yeah. You know, folk, electric, gospel, country. I mean, he's done it all too, and it's just like. These guys who I look up to, I notice that they just do whatever they want, man, and just make good music, you know, and try to tell their story and try to tell a story that people can relate to. And that's what it's about. And it's like people spend too much time getting hung up on on the the labels and the genres. Like, dude, if it is it good? Yeah, it's all you know, that matters. It's like, is it good? It's, it's all that matters. Did you do a lot of touring? Uh, I did. I don't want to say maybe not a lot, probably like. Eh, maybe probably done like a hundred shows. Wow. Some, I mean, we did like th probably three, three DY tours. And wow. then the last one was like 2014, I think. And then I started releasing David Moore stuff, maybe like 2016, I think. And then from then it's just, it was before it was like, I'm going to tour. I'm going to do whatever, whenever I can, I'm going to be on the road. I performed for two people. I performed for 200, 2000. And then it got to a point where all right, I'm going to rebrand. I'm going to release this music. And now it's very important to just build that fan base again and build the organic growth. And so now we were like, yeah, beginning of 2020, guys, fall 2020, we're going on tour. Oh. And then COVID, you know? And so it was great. We didn't have anything set up or announced yet. We had just started to kind of mark the calendar off. And so now we're focusing again on getting back on the road now that there's a bunch of music out, you know? What's the, the biggest and the smallest show that you've ever done? Um, okay, so the biggest was uh okay so two answers that one the actual biggest that i did and performed a set at was our guy sean who's who's in the studio here um with my guy dj e-train um we were in cincinnati and they have this company called self-diploma that did the summer concert series and we did it was like seven thousand people and i headlined and it was free public in the park it's like that's seven th that's a lot of yeah there's a lot of people it was free public in the park and i had done it the year before and it was like one of the openers and was just building and we did it and yeah it was, I, I think i think it was 
I would say 7,000 people, I think, is the number that I remember us talking about. But I have a photo I'll show you later that's really cool wow. of my DJ crowd surfing. And my DJ and I both crowd surfing. And it was just a lot of fun. And it was cool because it was like, you know, even though it was a free event or whatever, it was like, dude, I can't tell you how many fans I made that night. People were just like, yo, man. I, I it's just, a huge it was opportunity. A free, yeah, it was yeah. great. And then the smallest show, um, and I think Futuristic was there. We were in like nebraska or like south dakota and we had routed a tour through there and we just would try to get a show set up there were two fans two fa there's probably six people in this bar but like two people who came out to watch us two literally two fans and they drove wow. like an hour from Illinois, nebraska and the coolest thing about it they came we performed like there was twenty thousand people there like always going to put in a great performance and after we spent like three four hours just hanging out chilling with these dudes dude Lifelong that is fans. so sick and you probably uh, remember them by name one of i can't so i'm really bad with names but one I of them too one horrible. of them just messaged me on tiktok or instagram the other day and commented and was like hey come back to nebraska i'll make sure there's more than two people there this time wow but it was cool because it was like hey like that's the thing is like <clears throat> it's it's not about it's like people some so many artists it's about ego it's about yeah, how many people it's like dude, right. like okay you woke up this morning you're getting paid to do what you love, what you would do for free. You're right. making other people happy with your music. You have people that want to listen to Especially you. Especially that. That's such an intimate experience. Yeah. Guaranteed that's one of the, it's going to go down as one of the, like the best nights of their, of their yeah, lives probably. For sure. And it's a memorable night for us, even though because of the smallest show. But if you can get on stage and put on a performance and get past the, oh, there's only two people here. Yeah. Oh man, this sucks. It's like, <laughs> if, you get, if you get past that and you can put on a show, it's like, you know you're doing the right thing for the right reason because that doesn't matter. Right. Right? Like I love you that. were making YouTube videos and getting 100 views at one point, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Less did you, than did that. You, did you keep making I, them? I, I shot my pants when I woke up to 600 views. Did you keep on making a video. them after that or did you quit? Absolutely. Because there was like <laughs> Dude, 100 views? I thought, that, I thought that was a lot. The statistic and probability of us <clears throat> having the opportunity that we have is like, and, and back to Bruce Springsteen, he says in, in an interview, he's like, okay, if you took the amount of people that come from where I come from, he's from New Jersey, but even just in general, people that like music and would like to be an artist, and then you dwindle that down to take time to learn to play the guitar, take time to write songs, take time to get decent at singing the songs, take time to get decent at performing, actually get a gig, actually get to perform, actually make money, actually get a record, like, you dwindle it down, it's like such a small percentile. So it's moments like that where you're like, I don't, if two people here, it's like, hey, I'm here, man. You're here, I'm here, let's have a great time. Us being here is just like the universe telling us that we're in the right place yep. anyways. I performed and once. It's so important. Hold up. Excuse me? <laughs> you, mean, you, mean like, you mean like rap or like, yeah. like comedy yeah, or something? Rap. I can see you stand up comedy, but I don't know about, uh, are Big Dolls a rapper? You don't know about Ernie, bro. I do know about Ernie. I do know about Ernie. I remember seeing this. Uh, yeah, so actually, it's funny. What I remember, this is, the, are we talking, the nerd raps? Yep. Well, today's the 22nd. It's funny. Or so two days ago on mm -hmm. 420, it was six years since my album dropped. I did a full album. Uh -huh. I was number six on iTunes or <laughs> something crazy, I top 10 it. on Which iTunes. Which is crazy in itself. Yeah, and this is back when, God, I don't even know. I probably just barely had a million subscribers. And barely had a million <laughs> barely had a million <laughs> barely yeah small time right yeah um but i remember because one of the biggest goals i had was in my life is i always wanted to make an album the reason why i moved here to arizona so my plan was to be a rapper oh i never i never mm -hmm. knew that started rapping when i was like 10 years old um 
in high school when I finally had a little bit of money from working, I, I got a microphone and interface. I would read books on, I would read full on books on pro tools and producing. Um, I got an internship at tech nine studio in Kansas city, oh, wow. which I had to pay for crazy. <laughs> I had to pay my mom. That let me borrow like another story. Yeah. My mom let me borrow $500 to do an internship with a tech nine studio. Never even saw them, but you know, it was tech nine studio. It right, was, it was cool. cool. Yeah. It was, yeah. it was awesome. Great. Um, so, I, you know, I, I sucked. I was horrible at making music. I was, I've always been really good at freestyling though, mm -hmm. but I don't have like a great voice for, for music. Um, I didn't have a whole lot of rhythm. I had, I mean, more rhythm than most of my other, you know, white friends, yeah. um, but that's not saying much. <laughs> um, but anyways, uh, I actually moved here to go to the conservatory, conservatory of recording arts and sciences, mm. CRAS. So my plan was, you know, I was going to continue to try to make music, but since I knew I didn't have a great voice, um, my fallback was, you know, I'm going to learn how to produce and start a record label right. and this and that. So I came out here um, with my buddy, Chris. He ended up going to Crass. I ended up not being able to afford it. It was a like a trade school. Mm -hmm. So nine months, $18,000, which... You know, wow. back back then, at least I I mean that was I couldn't even imagine having more than you know a couple thousand dollars. I'm like, there's no way I can get eighteen thousand no dollars. Like, no way. You know, I come from a decently well-off family, so I wasn't able to. Uh, uh, what do you call it? I wasn't able. To, I applied for financial aid. I wasn't able to receive qualify, it. Yeah. So they couldn't qualify me for financial aid. So I couldn't get you know I couldn't get student loans or any right. of that stuff. I didn't have credit. So I was like, all right, well, still want to go to Arizona was able to end up just going to Mesa Community College. Yeah. It was, you know, like a thousand bucks a semester. So I did that while my friend went to Crass. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so through that, I was like, you know, maybe this is meant to be, but maybe it's not what I'm supposed to do. Um, and I started really focusing on YouTube and just went yeah. down that that path and ended up here. But I, I always wanted to do music. But here's the thing is you got to where you are now because your plan A was music and you just followed that. Yeah. Exactly. Even though you failed at it. You, 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 <laughs> no, but I mean, but, but seriously, it just sounded but funny, think about yeah. it. But, no, I mean, Even though you suck. No, I didn't say I mean, you like, said you didn't. No, but it's like, but that's the thing is your plan yeah. A was like, I'm going to make music. I'm going to do this. I'm going to work on my own, work for myself, create my uh -huh. own stuff. And that took you to where yeah. you are now, which is, which is cool. And, and, that's and YouTube thing. was the plan A at the same time, you know, it was yeah. like. Yeah, exactly. Two paths. So, oh, you, you had the foresight for YouTube as well? I did. Oh, yep. sick. I wanted to do pranks and music at the oh. same time. Uh, there was a guy, I can't remember his name, um, but there's a guy I used to watch that did pranks and music. Um, and he had like 300,000 subscribers. And I was like, this guy's already doing it. I can't do it now. No. <laughs> I was <laughs> like back then, it was, yeah. I was like crushed by it. I was like, yeah. oh, he's doing it. I can't do it now. Yeah. But, anyways, yeah. So I performed. Long story short, I did do an album. Um, recorded all of my nerd what was character. That called? Can we plug that real quick. Uh, you know? er, Ernie's Journey. Ernie's Journey. Okay. Ernie's the Journey. People need to know that it's on Spotify. It's on Apple Music. Um, I have about five music videos on YouTube. Amazing. Um, I think two or three of them are on my main channel, Big Dos TV, and then about three are on Big Dos Vlogs channel. Um, but yeah, dude, it, it was a blast. I I plugged it through my nerd raps freestyles. Um, I didn't even do a great job of promoting it. Yeah. Uh, but it, it was a passion project. I went okay. into it, and at the time, you know, I didn't have a lot of money, but the little savings that I did had, I had about 20 grand. I was like, I'm going to put this all into the album. I'm going to invest 20 grand in it, 
my biggest goal is even though I'm going to spend six months making this thing, my biggest goal is to just break back even. Yeah. And, and I broke back even. I love it. You know, didn't yeah, even nice. really make a ton of money on it. I ended up getting like a brand deal, which, you know, put me in the green a little bit, but I wasn't worried about making money. I just wanted to do it. Do you, do you have it? Like, are you going to bring Ernie back for another album or is it kind of like, eh? So right now there's something that we're working on. I haven't made a, a video as Ernie in I think two or three years. Uh -huh. I still get messages every day. And that was the nerd raps video that you did as well, right? Yeah. That was the that was character, character Ernie. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So I still get messages every day. Like, yo, where's Ernie? What happened to Ernie? When, when is he going to come back? So we have a plan okay. where, um, something happened to Ernie actually oh, man. a couple of years ago oh man he had a, he had a big incident he, you know a run in with uh some bad people and he's been missing ever since people they haven't gotten the full story okay so um there's going to be there's going to be a, a little docu series and uh maybe he got caught up with the bolivian drug lord and the cartel and is in a prison in south america i'm just i'm saying. not going to say that's that's not the truth i'm i'm i'm, I'm not going to you know we'll just we're, leave look, it at that we're we're praying for ernie yeah we're so hoping. ernie you know is he dead? Is he alive? We'll find out. We don't know. And, and we'll find out this year. Okay. I'm looking forward to it now. <laughs> I'm going to go back and watch the videos because I saw that was one of my the intros to you was those videos with Zach, the nerd mm -hmm. raps videos, and then the prank that you and Jake did with the pants down. Or like, you're yeah, like, go, go to yeah, work, yeah. forgot your pants. Yep. <laughs> and um, yeah, man, it's, it's, uh, it's cool. And it's cool that you can branch out and do stuff like that and have fun with it. Yeah. People love it because people love you and are invested in your brand. And so... I have no doubt that if you wanted to like make music as dolls, that I could do it. You could do it. Yeah. I, I did one recently. Um, I'll have to show you. Okay, yeah. I did uh, making a music video with a stranger in 24 hours. I, no, I saw that. I, saw I that. rapped as myself. Yeah, I saw that. For, for oh. the first time on YouTube. The, okay, you might I, not have I, seen the music video I because the, music video. I saw the, the video was like 30 minutes long. Okay, so I didn't see that. I saw that yeah, you dropped it. I'll have to I saw, show you. I saw what you put on like your Instagram and TikTok uh -huh. where you're like, we're grabbing a stranger yeah. and we're gonna do this. And I never saw like the final oh, version. Oh, it's great. So I'm you got to check it out. It out. But anyways, uh, I did one show. Okay, one show. It was uh, Futuristic was doing his big, and this is after shortly after we did the the nerd raps that yeah. really blew up. And the cool thing about Zach is, you know, he's you know at such a high level of success. Um, but it's kind of like what you were saying about Mac Miller, how he always thanks you for. Letting, uh, letting like stay at his place. Whenever I see Zach or whenever um, we're doing anything publicly, he's he's always thanking me for you know the video that we did together that really boosted his career. And it's like you know his career would have boosted you know one way or the other, yeah. no matter what. It really didn't have anything to do with me. It was kind of one of those right time, right place sort of deals. But he always thanks me for it. Hundred percent. And um, you know I, that always means a lot to me. And so he he was performing. Um, we sold out. 3,000 people at a show in Scottsdale and he let me open for him. I love it. And me and my buddy Chris, who I moved out here with to do music stuff, yeah. like it was just a dream come true and we did it. I performed, uh, it was either three or four songs. We rode out on scooters, on Razor scooters. The beat drop, we rolled out, flipped our scooters and just started rapping. We killed it. Everything, like I was shitting my pants. So wait, did you do that like before Oliver Tree did the scooter stuff? I haven't. I know who Oliver Tree is, but I did not even know who he was at that time. So, so yes, this was like 2016. I mean, I love Oliver Tree, but I mean, if you were scootering, doing that <laughs> stuff in, I'm just saying, my Ernie might be a trendsetter. Maybe, maybe. Know? So but, yeah, man, it was crazy. I mean, just the energy you could feel. You know, once you get on stage, oh, it's great. Three thousand people just you know giving you the best energy, and you're just 
letting everything out. Yeah. It was, it was probably one of the best nights of my life. And uh, yeah, I'll never forget it. Well, I'm going to pitch you an idea. Maybe this is in the works, but I could see, and I know it wouldn't have the same charm, but a man cave Dawes podcast tour on the road. That would be sick. I feel like there's a, like, I'm a big fan, of a lot of true crime stuff, like crime junkie shout out my guy, Payne Lindsay, who does up and vanished. He has Tenderfoot TV. Um, Dead and Gone, Up and Vanished. Uh, what's the other one? Um, he has a bunch of podcasts, but he's my guy. And um, they do tour, and they'll like literally hop on the road. And this was before COVID, and I think they're getting ready to do it again. But you know, dates, tour dates, really sell tickets and come. And it's just and like, just like this. It's just like this. And so wow. like for them, it would be discussing like whatever case they're talking about or whatever story, and they're recording the podcast live. So it might be cool. You know, to yeah, do that, with that's, I like that. Maybe a different city, maybe depending on what city you're in, a guest that fits the city. Mm -hmm. You know, hometown um, hero, hometown hero. Yeah, whoever is from the city. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. And it's just a conversation, and everybody talks, and then there's a Q and A section for the fans. I think that could be really cool and interactive. Yeah. And you know, I mean, maybe Ernie can make an appearance. Hey man, all I'm saying is uh, there could be an album coming soon. <sighs> yeah. Are you gonna Beyonce? And Dude. just drop it out of nowhere. Potentially, potentially. Oh my God. I've had this idea for a long time since I have so many characters and I do rap with different characters. Yeah. So like, I, do like, I, have a, I haven't done it a lot on my channel, but I have like a redneck rap character. Yeah. I have a gangster rap character. I have the nerd rap character. Yeah. I have myself. I was thinking about doing an album with all of the characters called Personality Disorder. I like it. Yeah. I like fun. it. That's fun. It'd be fun. Yeah, man. I think you could do it. Yeah, why not, right? Because well, I, mean, I, I would love, I would love to go on tour, like that. That's another bucket imagine, list thing. Imagine doing that and like doing it. Do maybe you podcast to start with and the concert to end it, or maybe it's just a tour. But you like, you know, maybe halfway through or after a couple of times, you do costume change and you yeah, just go right? back and you just have to exactly. play and you go back and change into Ernie and change out of Ernie into this character. Yeah, that could be cool, man. Yeah. Speaking of uh, bucket list goals, top three, top three bucket list goals. Wow. Um, I want to buy some land. Buy outside, some land somewhere. Buy some land somewhere. Pr probably outside of Nashville and have a compound, have a house, have a separate studio house or a separate building studio, separate building that's a gym, have a guest house and have a, a compound to where I can, you know, chill have a farm and some land somewhere. Have a horse and a Harley. Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. I don't know. But I mean, I love love uh horses there are a lot of maintenance so yeah. i don't know about them but my, my girl will definitely you could have full-time my girl will want or some somebody sure. full-time um i would love to have horses i would love it so that's oh, that's definitely bucket list T number two bucket list is i want to do um uh, world tour so okay. i've done i haven't done any touring internationally so that's a big thing you've been out of the country much i've uh not much i've been out of the country years back we went I'm gonna do like a trip Paris, okay, London, Italy. Yeah. But like I wanna like do like a tour, world tour. I think that'd be really cool. Two, number two bucket list. And then, you know, number three bucket list. Let's see, let's see. Um I think it would be cool to um own my own tour bus. Not just have a tour bus, but own it and be able to maybe rent it out on the side. Yeah, like stuff. a souped I, up RV. Right, and I know you're thinking, you're like, Dave, like, I mean, like, dude, do you want to win a Grammy? You want to have millions of dollars? Like, no. Like, those things, you know, try to think, like, all that stuff would be great. Like, if you're like, bucket list, I want to make a billion dollars. Yeah. Back to what we talked about earlier, right? What do you really need? What's going to make you the happiest? And what's going to be something that, like, is going to make the 17-year-old 
me happy. Yeah. And that would be like, dude, if I could have like my own crib and build like do all that stuff and like amazing, beautiful views of the mountains, love it. If I could go on a world tour, like teenage David would be like, dude, what? Yeah. That's crazy. Like you're Isn't selling that- out shows in like Europe and right? Asia, like wherever. Like that'd be so cool. And then it'd be cool to 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 be touring enough to be able to to invest in other businesses like buying a tour bus mm-hmm. and renting it out and buying other properties and stuff like that. So, you know, you think about it, I feel like a lot of times too, like to circle back to our earlier conversation, people put so much pressure on themselves. Like, man, I got to win a Grammy. Mm-hmm. I got to be, um, I got to be millions and millions of dollars. It's like, nah, dude, it's like, that's the, the, that's the worst that's way the to worst. go the about old, it. The older you get, right? If I ask you now, you're married, beautiful family, young ones, one on the way. If I asked you now, like what your goals are, they're going to be much different than they were five years ago. Mm-hmm. You're like, I want to hit a million subscribers on YouTube. I want a YouTube plaque. Like, I want to do all this. I, wanted, yeah. I want to do this. I want to buy the. And as you get, like, as you continue to grow, you know, you achieve something and you mark, mark it off the bucket list. And then there are more things that pop up, right? But if your goal is to just make a billion dollars or just do, <laughs> I just want to be famous, it's like, you're never going to get there. That's, that's like, yeah. you know, it's a non starter. So that's that's kind of where it's at, man. So yeah, those are I think those are the goals that are achievable in, in the near future, man. I think it's funny when you said uh, teenage David. Yeah. Like, think about your younger self, or if I think about my younger self, if you're able to fast forward to to now, you're just like, holy shit! There's no way that I did all that. It's it's crazy because there are moments when you don't when you feel like I have oh, no idea. What you don't I'm even doing. think about it. You wake up and you're like, oh fuck, you got to do this today. Yeah, and you feel like you know, you feel, you wake up and maybe you feel lost or maybe you feel like it's not going to work out or maybe you feel like, you know, you're trying hard and it's going nowhere and you're treading water. <clears throat> but it's a game of inches, right? It's like slowly but surely. And I forget who it was, but somebody, an, an OG, um, told me, they said, hey, this industry, this life, this world, whatever you're doing, think about like you're moving a refrigerator, right? You can't just like I mean, it's going to be hard to pick it up and move it. If you push it, it's going to scratch the ground. It's going to, you know, it's, it's like really obnoxiously. It's hard to do. You know, with something like that, you have to teeter it back and forth, back and forth, scoot it, you know, gamut inches. Mm. That's, what, that's what it is, right? It's like instead of, instead of having that goal that's like super big, it's like, yeah, in the back of your mind, you know, have those things. But the bucket list and the goal should consist of things that go from small to like I can, I can achieve this. I think with a little work, I can achieve this. I think with a year or two's work, I think with this, boom, boom, boom. And it, and it keeps growing, right? Because if you have these big goals and then you reach them, like, I'm not satisfied. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I got here and I don't like it. But if you're, always, if you're always looking for growth, if you always are checking out the bucket list and something else is revealing itself and adding something to it, you're never gonna get burnout. You're never gonna get tired of it. You're always gonna have that same mentality, that same hunger. And that's what it's about, man. It doesn't matter if you have 10,000 subscribers or 10 million subscribers. It's like, do you love what you do? Are you going to keep doing it tomorrow, even if a setback occurs? And once you get to the next level, where are you going from there? And that's what's important, man. I think everything that you just said needs to be my alarm clock in the yeah, morning right, right. whenever I wake up. That's, what, that's the next thing we'll do. I love it. We'll do um, inspirational um, yeah. like, uh, 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 quotes for people. People you know, need it, man. People I, need it. I need it. Look, man, I need it too. I think that another thing that I like to think about is like, it's all about perspective, right? It's all about how you view the world. Because it's like, it's so easy to just like hate 
life or hate yeah. what you're doing or hate shit. And it's all about, you know, the only thing you're in control of is how you react to stuff. And it's like my girlfriend and I have conversations all the time. Like she'll be upset about something and I'll just real quick, I'll be like, all right, let's, let's fix the problem or let's, let's move on. Let's let's figure it out. Like, can we control it? Yes. Okay, cool. Then let's fix it. Let's work it out. Do we not have control? Is it out of our control? All right, cool. Let's move on. Like we can't do anything. No, no reason to like spend time on mm -hmm. that stuff. And so if you have the perspective of looking at things like half glass full, it always works better, man. And that's why I'm like, all right, man, like I haven't achieved this yet, but I'm going to, I haven't done this yet, but I'm working on it. And just slowly, but surely, you know, you have get people in your corner you get more inspired and more excited. And then eventually, man, you're on big dolls podcast. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then, and then that's all you ever got to do again. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean now that's <laughs> off the bucket list, you know, I'll put some more stuff on the bucket list, but you know, yeah, just a few there. things. A few the, things. The, the last thing I want to say is, uh, <clears throat> those shoes. Yeah, man. How to do it. Those are, I mean, how to do I'm it so them. happy you wore those. I had to, I was telling you about them. Yeah. Where, where do you, where do you get those? You don't, you don't. These are, these are vintage. These are dead stock vintage from the eighties. This is like, I, I brought out some Jordan OG Jordan ones, Chicago bread, 1989s on you. Like these Jesus. are, these, I feel threatened. They stopped making these in like the early nineties. Um, and I was lucky enough to get my hands on a pair. So Prime condition too. Prime condition. And my dogs are stepping on them as you're walking it's, in. I mean, look, man, it's <laughs> cool. Um, that's the thing, you know. Look, man, we live once, right? You gotta, you gotta wear them, right? Yeah, you gotta enjoy you gotta, them. You got to. And uh, yeah, but I had to because because I was telling you about them, so I had to, I had to bust them out for you. As soon as I saw them, like, yes, he did it. I, but I like he them. Did it. it describes me. It describes my music. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's, it's like the crossbreed we're talking and about. And yeah, crossbreed, and it's like, hey, man, like, describe your music, and it's just like, boom, this is me. That's amazing. And so that's where we're at, man. Where, where can the people find you, bro? People can find me. It's just at David Morris on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. YouTube. Spotify, YouTube, everywhere. Yeah, I mean, specifically YouTube, right? Let's you Yeah, know, links find, in the description. Subscribe, link, show some love. My album, Red, White, and American Blues, came out in November. And now I'm starting to rele release music videos for that and other content around that. And then now we're rolling out the next album, which we're hoping to have out, obviously. I mean, definitely sometime this year, but we're dropping awesome. two singles um, wow. this month and and just keeping it moving, man, and just enjoying enjoying making music and hoping to get back on the road um, now that everything's opening back up, so we're excited. So, yeah, man, I'm, I'm one of those dudes who, like, responds, tries to respond back to comments and people DM me on Instagram and Facebook and stuff. So I'm one of those guys, if you reach out and are like, man, saw you on Dawes Podcast, I'm going to be like, dude, Thanks. Appreciate it. Like that's, that's great. Awesome, and that's man. what I think I see you do too. Interact with your fans and try yeah. to do stuff to where at the end of the day, you're like, dude, I'm just a dude. Like, thank you for supporting me. Like, I think it's so cool that people pay attention, whether it's two people in Nebraska or 2 million people on your channel. It's like, again, I'm blessed to be able to do, we're blessed to be able to do what we do. Man, yeah. So. I, I agree with that, man. Well, yes, sir. thanks for coming on. Make yeah, sure man. you guys check out the man cave podcast. Uh, I'm going to put a channel in the description or a link in the description as well. We got a short channel where we're doing a bunch of short clips. Make sure you guys check that out. We're also now on audible iTunes, Apple music, Spotify, all the streaming platforms. Make sure you guys subscribe and David, thank you for coming out, man. Appreciate much. it. And I'm highly anticipating the return of Ernie. The return of Ernie. The return of Ernie. The return of Ernie. All right. Peace out, guys. Peace out.